Last week on Lore Seekers. I got spilkus in my connection. See, this is what happens. This is why I can't take him anywhere. All right, let's jump to the news. Here's you ready? a topic. No, the hang on. Bosnia. We're not neither a war nor civil. <laughs> Discuss. For this week's lore lesson, we are hitting the land of elsewhere, as it is going to become the land of many ESO players here in a couple of months, because it's very reminiscent. That's your word. They've just expanded up. That's upon your it. word. We need a T-shirt for that in the shop. I don't even know how to spell it. Oh, I got you covered. I know you don't know how to spell it. That's clear. (laughs) Greetings, travelers. Welcome to the Law Seekers podcast. Grab an ale and join our two adventurers as they share their tales of misadventure in the land of Tamriel. Here they are at their usual table. Jibs and cash. Oh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. That's nice. It feels it's, good on my back. This is a nice ergonomic bar stool. I mean, I'm it's en- not. It's a piece uh, of wood. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this chair. Feels nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm butt talks. A lot of adventuring, buddy. A lot of adventuring going on. It's nice to take a load off my feet. It is. You know what's even better? A drink. Beer. What can I get you, yeah, boy? Speaking of, here she is. Uh, mead and lots of it. Honey mead. I want something sweet. Sweet to warm my bones. I'm going to mix this time. It's going to be a little weird. I'm going to mix <laughs> some coffee, some heavy cream, a little bit of cinnamon, and some whiskey. Okay, you know, um, we're gonna mix that. Can you bring that to me, ma'am? Yeah, that's that's, right that's not bad. That's not bad. So it's yeah. like an Irish coffee. Yeah, I mean, if you want to break lore, but whatever. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's, that's uh, what you it's do. like a, it's like a, uh, like a uh, Dunmer coffee. That's a freaking Irish coffee. Okay, that's what I'm drinking tonight, and that's I like it. Mm. So what you been up to, buddy? Yeah, working on the Dirty Templar. He's fun. I've been, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know what that is. You need to. Yeah, well, it's a. See, like, all my Templars have been pure. Like, just a pure tank class. Good, solid. Traveling around the world, spreading the word of the divines. Or. A Healy Templar. From the heart. Not this dude. He's straight up murder Templar. And I like him. Yeah, so. You- yeah, I mean, working on leveling him, but at the same time going through Morrowind because I love that content and it's the Morrowind celebration event right now. So, dailies every day, doing a few quests here and there, doing a little PvP, getting in my daily dungeon, and that's kind of been my thing. And then yesterday, I spent, yeah, almost the entire day working on the final episode of our storyline which will air with this show so at least for this chapter i don't know where we're gonna take it next but for this chapter we're closing her up it's true this will be the final i don't don't think this is the final episode of the chapter of of the of the volume but it's definitely the final story and i can tell you right i think i can say this i can't tell them how long it is yeah. It's a huge witch. It's 21 minutes. 
21 minutes. And I just, I don't want to throw, I don't really want to throw spoilers out there, but everybody freaking dies. So it kind of just wipes the slate clean. <laughs> so good luck getting through the rest of this show without fast forwarding. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, it's a long one and uh, I hope you like it. So. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to things, things coming up. Yes. Things. Correct. We've had emphatic conversations about off air the past week, but anyway, uh, so yeah, I've been working, I've been working on my Templar as well, um, and I am finding that it's kind of a, um, kind of a unique experience, or I guess leveling experience, if you will. Like we, you and I both, I've said this before, like there's a lot of things, most things in this game we are not pros at, but one thing we are pros at Just is speak for yourself. Le- is leveling tunes. Yeah. When it comes to leveling tunes, yeah. we got it. I can tell you, I feel like this is probably one of the more, um, I think I talked, uh, told you this the other day, so probably one of the more, like, I don't know the right word, but complete leveling experiences. Like, it's going to take the entire le- the leveling experience, really, to get my kit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, you're not getting it all up front. You're not getting it all at the very end. It's It's a very gradual progression through you know what we're doing and we're both doing the same thing so it is we're both using uh zynodes um and that's x y n o d e he has a really cool build for um end game trials uh like vet trials maelstrom and vet dungeons and it's called the off balance templar um so you really kind of your whole build is set around setting your enemy off balance and um Helping your teammates out while delivering some mad DPSs. Mad DPS. Some mad DPSs. Some DPS some cut. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, yeah. so he's he's fun. I'm I'm kind of enjoying him. I've got uh, I'm already on my third set of shackle breakers right now and having some fun in PvP. He's not as he's definitely not melty. He's got a lot of survivability. Yeah. It's I'm just optimizing his DPS right now because it's still kind of meh. But I mean things are dying, so that's good. Hmm. So end game. You gotta get you gotta get to the end game with a character like this in order to like truly optimize it with all the gear that you want. And I have the gear sets that I need for the most part, so I'm just waiting to hit that fitty mm-hmm. and drop it in. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I dig it. I dig it. Well yeah. are you uh are you ready, Cassius Clay? Are you ready? Always, always ready. Okay. Everybody well, welcome. This is the Lord Seekers Podcast, Volume 3, Episode 13, coming out to you on the Friday. So it's the 13th episode, coming out on Friday. Friday the 13th, in our mind. <laughs> anyway, I'm your, uh, we're your hosts. I'm Jibs. I'm joined by my better half, Cash. I want to welcome everybody in chat and say hello and say thank you very much for joining us this evening. Because uh, we got a really cool show. And I have, before we even start anything... I know, like last week, you made mention of why the show is long. It's because I'm a chatty Kathy. Obnoxious. So, yeah, I don't want to disappoint you this week. And uh, I have to add a short little thing that's not even on our show notes. Jibs' blood is boiling right now. What? A new article just came out in PC Gamer. Yeah, like literally probably five, six hours ago, this article came out in PC Gamer. And the name of the article is How ESO's Laziest Player Accidentally Started a Wholesome Cult. It is an entire article about the character 
sleeps on bridges. I've heard of that guy. I've You've seen heard his of him? You've never seen Discord. him? Yeah. So this is literally an ESO player. He's got his own guild and everything, but he's an ESO player that he plays an Argonian named Sleeps on Bridges, and he absolutely sleeps on bridges. He sleeps usually right outside of Alinor. Is That's like... That's his town. That's his spot. That's where he likes to sleep. And there is a cult-like following with this dude. So if you're interested in learning more about him, which I was reading through, Lauren Morton from uh, PC Gamer wrote this article, and it just came out. Go to their site and look. I just do a search for Sleeps on Bridges, and I'm sure this article will pop up, or we can link it. But it's a very interesting article on how she met up with the guy in game, and turns out, guys awesome like a really nice nice person anyway so pretty interesting i didn't even know this was was i knew of him but i didn't know this was like a full-blown like cult-like following mm-hmm. who sleeps on bridges and it just lends to the fact that mmos are so unique in like, the yeah. things that people can do oh yeah and dream up and i just i love it that's why i love mmos it's just that whole social experience and I thought it was pretty neat. So, anyway, you can start the show now. Oh, okay, fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, you're welcome. Oh, that, nice plug. I, I like that. Yep. I'm glad you did ah, that. I, uh, that's what I, do. I saw that come across my Twitter feed a few hours ago, and I thought, oh, that's fun. Never occurred to me to include it in the show, so thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's no problem. That's what I do. That's what I do. That's who I am. Drop bombs. I drop bombs. Well, last week on the show, uh, we talked all kinds of fun things, uh, some of those being the Crown Store Showcase, Lore Lesson on Elsewhere. I think we answered some emails, or no, maybe we didn't. I don't, I don't remember, but it was fun. It was a good time. This week on the show, though, this week on the show, we're talking extended maintenance periods. We've what? got uh, free crowns, more details on Update 21, Zone Guide, and Guild Trader UI. Cash is doing ESO 101 on... Making gold. I didn't. I was going to lead it in with, mm. I'm sorry to tell you that there's no lore lesson this week. Um, we wanted to switch it up a little We bit. haven't done ESO 101 in a while. We haven't done an ESO 101 in a while. So we are going to do an ESO 101 on, as we said, making gold in mm-hmm. ESO. I dig it. And if we have some time, maybe the, uh, the mail carrier will, uh, will show up in a little bit here. But before we get started, there's something I want to address. Something that's been plaguing our episodes for the last... Since we've been back from San Francisco, the last th- which is the last three, okay? Scamps. Scamps, yeah. Um, there has been, we've noticed the technical issues, and we, a lot of you have um, let us know, which we appreciate, because that means you care. If you take time out of your day to let us know that, hey, you're hearing something that's wrong, I appreciate it. And we haven't, we've been silent, but it's not because we haven't been addressing it. We have been. And I think what, <laughs> what, what we've decided to do is or what we've decided upon is that my mic is dying <laughs> so uh if for whatever reason until this can get upgraded until this can be changed um this mic is seven years old i've had it this is the same mic i have had since i started my podcast journey all those many moons ago when cash was doing a star wars Old Republic podcast i heard that show and i thought i want to do a show so i started one that lasted two episodes and uh, so I've had this thing since the beginning of time for me. And uh, so that's what we think it is. It, it took us all this time. But that being said. That's what you think it is. I thought it was like toe cancer or something like that. Yeah. That makes Frostbite. sense. Frostbite. Yeah. 
Shores Bones. Really cold. Shores Bones. But uh, also what we've decided to do as well is when we were doing our show, uh, we were taking the live audio from our live show because we wanted to see, we were testing something, we wanted to see if we could do everything live, everything, and that's that would be the show, which in turn made it nicer for us on the back end of things um, for Friday's release. But we discovered that there was some definitely uh, some things that were not expected that we ran into, some different bugs, and plus the quality we found wasn't that as good. And we're big about that here. We've I've said this from, since the beginning of time, and I'll say it until the show ends. We're we're all about audio quality here. We want this to be the best audio show that we can possibly create for Elder Scrolls Online, and so that it's a very big deal for us. I can tell you this: the last three weeks have been. Very frustrating going back and hearing the episodes post-launch, and so it's been a lot of crying, a lot of crying, a lot of rocking back and forth. (laughs) But so, long story short, we're going back to post-processing our audio like we used to do previously before going to our live shows. And what's that mean for you? Well, long story short, all this to be said was show's going to sound better. You're going to get a better looking show, sounding show. And hopefully this mic lasts me for a few more episodes. <laughs> but so Do you remember when you remember when my mic died? Yeah. Like right at right I think it was like our third episode or fourth episode. Yeah. We just started recording, my mic dies, and I literally like I told Jibs, I'm like, dude, give me thirty minutes. And I flew out of here in my truck and went down to the store. And that's when I ended up buying my Yeti, which is yeah. has been rock solid, so yeah, I uh, great mic. I it's really funny you bring that up. I forgot you even got it. I remember you used the razor for the longest time. Yeah, the razor siren. Yeah, we won't talk about that anymore. Fantastic. Let's go in the news. You ready? Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's. Uh, let me find my pack. Uh, starting us off here. This is coming to us from the uh, ESO forums. Extended maintenance periods. Now, if you <laughs> we're we're getting into game um, now. Mind you, this is like a this was posted late last month in the ESO forums. Okay, but may, if you were trying to get in game on Monday, you might have noticed something. You might have noticed <laughs> you couldn't, <laughs> and that is because there is extended maintenance periods going on. I didn't realize it until then, and lo and behold, this post has been out a while. So we want to let you know. Maybe you didn't know. Okay. So that being said. Um, going on all through the rest of this month, there's going to be extended maintenance periods on February 11th, 13th, and 22nd for NA. Okay, that's 4 a.m. to 12 p.m. EST. All right, for those of you on the Pacific, you pretty much get to wake up and play the game, so you suck. Right. <laughs> well, I was going to say, because I, I, I was looking at these dates, I had to check my phone to make sure I had the right date, but the 13th. I was up super early and playing the game, like 5 a.m. my time, which technically it should have been offline. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. So anyway, it wasn't. I but, played. Yeah, you lucky you. And then EU, February 11th, 13th, 20th, and 22nd, uh, from 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. EST, it's going to be down for you. Now, most of you have no idea what EST is, I imagine. That's a bad generalization. I'm sure some of you don't know what EST is. Thanks for dumbing down our audience. But, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I know most of you probably don't know what EST is. 
That's why I quickly corrected myself. <laughs> um, all right. By the way, except for the 20th, it's going to last until 12 p.m. EST. I think GMT is their time zone, right? GMT, I think. I don't. There's all kinds of sorcery when it comes to freaking time zones, dude. I don't even know. I know two. Mm. I know EST mm-hmm. is the right coast, and I know PST is the left coast. Everything in between is just dumb. You know... <laughs> Screw that We're on the time. outside of that. I don't mean the people. I just mean the yeah. time yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well. No, it's really not that hard to figure out. It's the European time zones that are really difficult to, to try and figure out. And then our friends in Australia, holy F. Holy crap. Like, trying to figure that out is just like... That's still racks my day, brain. It's night. When it's night, it's day. When I'm going to bed, they're waking up and they're in the middle of their, of their Monday. When it's Sunday, it's like, what? They're in the future? I tried How's to, that work? I tried to carry on a conversation with Blood Eye from Lore Seeker Community, and I think, wait, is she sleeping? Is it? Is she up? Is she going to bed? I know. What time is I it? Know. <laughs> all right, so anyway, they're doing all this. Zoss is doing all this mainly because currently they are in the process of updating their operating system, uh, of their databases over the next six maintenance windows, okay? Which is good. That's good. Yep. Do what you got to do. Do it. Get her done, man. Get her done. Yep. So there is that. So be aware. Look, if you're if it's Monday or whatever day, the 11th, 13th, or 22nd, um, and you can't log in, it's probably because there's uh, the extended maintenance going on. So there's that. Yeah. Blame it on lore seekers. Yeah, there you go. Easy blame. We'll take the fall. I'm totally fine you with will. that. But uh, all right. So. Next up on the docket here is uh, our thanks for ESO's End of Year Awards. Now, I believe this came out right after our last episode dropped. And I thought, you know, we really need to talk about this on the show. Um, this is coming to us from ESO official site. All right. It says, quote, 2018 was a massive year for both Zenimax Online Studios and The Elder Scrolls Online. And we're very happy with how positively the community reacted to the year's updates and adventures. It was extremely gratifying for us to see our efforts rewarded with a plethora of rewards from various publications, including many as voted by you. So, Cash, you want to tell them what they won? Yeah. So, ESO won MMORPG.com's Player Choice 2018 Award. Best MMO. For the third year in a row. Whoop, whoop. I'm going to have to agree with that one, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. That that one's quite an honor. Um, they also won the most improved MMO, which I kind of think is, that's kind of old news, if you ask me. Because I think it did win most improved like a couple of years ago as well, but that would have been more appropriate than now. If it's still winning the most improved MMO awards, that's pretty freaking great. Um. Because it did. It had a long way to go when it first launched to where it is today. It's like leaps and bounds. So um, For sure. Um, it also won Massively's Best MMO Updater Expansion of 2018 with Somerset. Mm-hmm. Which that makes plenty of sense to me. And then uh, Game Informer's Reader's Choice of 2018 for the second year in a row. Yeah, man. Which is four pretty fat Awards. You know what I'm seeing a lot of? I don't mean to break lore, but I'm breaking it. You know what I'm seeing a lot of? I'm seeing a lot of prominent WoW streamers and players coming over from Warcraft ESO. 
ESO. Yeah, and that creates a, change, a little man. bit of a that creates a little bit of a problem. Go on. <laughs> it's something that we have noticed in lore seekers mm-hmm. where folks are joining it's fine we love taking people in for sure and especially if you're a refugee from another game then come on over and experience what we got you know what um what um, eso has to offer because it's pretty freaking amazing but the one thing we're noticing and i'm not going to throw out any games or anything um that people are coming from (coughs) world of warcraft but a lot (laughs) of the folks will come into chat and they want to know immediately what is the fastest way for me to get to Endgame? First, uh, first thing they say, this isn't a hello it's, or it's, how do I get to right. 50? What? It's like their first post is like, is there, does anybody have any tips on, on the fastest way to get to Endgame? And it's like, well, this is a little bit more complicated than games that you might have come from in the past. Not to, you know, get elitist or anything, but this game is more complicated. It's dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, the builds are dynamic and... There's all kinds of different choices. So you truly have to learn your class. And the reason I say that is from experience. And and this is what I mean. You can have a top-tier endgame character with top-tier endgame gear. Enchants everything. Everything that you need. The build could be exactly the the best possible build out there. The highest, highest skills tested. You have all that in your game right now. That's what you're. That's what you're using, unless you know how to play that character, and unless you know dynamic rotations, you're going to have crap DPS. You're not going to know how to grab aggro with your tank. Mm-hmm. You're not going to understand the best ways to heal. You have to know your character, which. We've actually been talking about it in leadership at Lower Seekers. It drives us nuts. We just want to grab that person, just give them a big hug and go, this might not be the game or the guild for you. (laughs) Because we like to absorb ESO and this game and the lore and learn our characters. I mean, look at all the experimentation that Jibs and I do on several different classes, on several different characters to find what truly works. (laughs) And we're still doing it. You know, with hours and hours and hours into this game, we're still looking to perfect and improve on, even if you have all that highest level stuff, you still have to learn how to play that character. So what we're noticing is that people are just coming in and just wanting to get to endgame super quick, and that's not going to work for you. You're going to have a terrible experience. So just my point, take your time, soak it in. Love this game for what it is, because it is—it's incredible when you soak it all up. Uh, agreed. I—I'm not going to add any of that, but you nailed it. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. That's what I do. I come in here, nail it, drop the mic, and I'm done. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, it's about uh, and lore seekers. Hence the name. It's about the lore, man. It's about the whole experience. It's not about right. just grinding to fifty. Look, we talk about us getting to 50 quick because we know how to do it but there's a reason to why we're doing what we're doing we've taken other tunes through the game we've done the main storyline i still need to work through thieves guild but we've done dark brotherhood we've done Morrowind, you know and so for us there's just we want to test things and try things and a lot and the fact that we enable each other really is it's really not really doesn't help us very much (laughs) 
<laughs> I was doing so good. Like three weeks. I think I went three weeks without making a new character. But. I didn't make one. And then you're like, hey, I'm making a tune. I said, what are you making? And you said, Templar. And I said, cool, I'll make one too. <laughs> that was about our way. We even named them close together. Yeah, yeah, yeah we sure did. Anyway, yeah. all right, got to get back on track. So, um, Zoss is giving us all a gift, okay? We've actually gotten it. If you're listening to this on Friday, we got it two days ago on Wednesday, okay? Um, so we all were given 500 crowns. That's awesome. Freaking awesome. They didn't have to do that. I appreciate Anything them doing that. They could have given me one crown, and I would have been super happy. I would have been bummed that I probably would have bagged on them, but 500 crowns? Thank you very much. I'll take it all, all day. Right. Well, there you go. Thank and, you. And uh, something else real quick we're not going to cover today, but this is out. We really don't cover these, but we like to let you know that they're there. Simply because there really isn't a way for us to cover them on the show that is interesting. I don't. I don't, I don't think at least yet. Um, what are you even yapping about right now? Talk to me. There's a new article out called "Meet the Character Thoraya that just dropped oh, today, yeah. as of this recording. And um, so it's there. It's present. If you want to go learn about a new character coming up in uh, elsewhere, the Wrathstone, go check it out. Go check it out. I'm going to read it. It looks awesome. She looks awesome. I want to see it. Um, all right, so explore Tamriel and find guild trader items faster with update 21. Again, coming to us from esofficial.com. And uh, so we got some more details, bro. We got some more details of the guild trader, or not guild trader items, but the uh, zone guide. The zone guide, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Go on. And that's what I was going to say. I'm kind of excited about it because if, you know, for as much as we've played the game... I think there's tons of players, no matter what your understanding of this game is, that this will benefit. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Continue. Michael Edwards, uh, ESO senior system designer, said, quote, with the zone guide, we're trying to help players that want to complete a zone or those that feel lost and want to find something to do. We want to make sure we help the existing, new, and returning players that might be kind of confused and need some direction to get started. The zone guide can be accessed from your activity feed, announcement panel, and from your map UI. All right, so this is great uh, for any person who really wants to get the full ESO experience. This is going to become your best friend (laughs) because this new tool displays the following zone info for you. So you've got achievements. You've got zone story quests completed. Waste shrines unlocked, delves completed, point of interest visited, striking locales visited, set crafting stations visited, Munda stones visited, public dungeons completed, dolmens, abyssal geysers completed, world bosses defeated, sky shards unlocked, lore books unlocked. Good lord. In addition to all that, it's also going to display your progress for all the different locations, activities, and unlocks in a zone. Bro, this is huge. You know what this is very reminiscent of? Uh-uh. Do you remember? I know you remember, but we did cover when we were talking about how certain perks that you get from add-ons should be in the base game. Yeah. Yep. Guess what? There it is. Do you remember when World of Warcraft did this? Yep. Yes, they did. And we took a break. From playing World of Warcraft and then went back to World of Warcraft and we were like, holy crap. Yeah. Look at what's been added. Like all of the quality of life stuff that's been added. Yep. Now is the time. 
that ESO is starting to add all of these quality of life improvements in for us. And I think the big reason is they see the new players coming in. Oh, my gosh. It's not slowing down. It's speeding up. It's speeding up. There is honestly, and I'm not saying this, um, obviously we're fans and we do a show. And, you know, but I honest assessment, there is such a shift that's happening. And it's totally just like you said, like it's not slowing down. It just feels like it keeps getting more intense. And then you hear of prominent streamers coming over to ESO and, and talking about how good it is now. Like you hear that kind of thing, you're like, whoa. And then you're starting to hear stuff about, like, oh, this MMO isn't like what it used to be, you know, whatever they're playing. And I hear that often. And here we are, everything just speeding up. And you can totally feel it, right? Like when they did the release or the uh, announcement for elsewhere, dude, 140,000 people watched that. That's way more than Somerset. way more than Somerset. Yeah, there is a lot of people that are super hyped up on this game right now, either playing or going to be playing or trying it out. If you wanted to at all increase the value of this community, now is the time to start doing those random acts of kindness for people. And um, Esotech and Chat just said, everywhere you go, you see so many new players. And it's absolutely correct they're everywhere they are take the time to to do something nice for somebody this is me back on my soapbox i hop right back up i like the box jumps just whoop, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna polish the on. soapbox while you're here so you do your thing. <laughs> but honestly this is the time to to start building this community stronger than it ever was before by just a random a random act of kindness Log in and ask people if they need help. If you see somebody that's asking for a set of gear, make it for them. Crafters, I know how easy it is to make a set of gear. Just make a set of gear. You know what I mean? For somebody you don't know, send it to them. Need anything else? Great. Have a good day. Welcome to the game. And people are going to be like, what in the F just happened? This is like a different planet. But that is what increases your player base and gets rid of, you know, the jerk holes. They end up leaving because they're like, this place is way too Care Bears. I'll take a Care Bear community over a toxic community any day. Oh, hands down. No question. So, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's, that's a little fun fact. Be nice. It's fun to be nice. It, it is. It, and, you know, it's it's honest assessment because, and like Tech said in chat, like there is so many, so many new players. I'm seeing it in dungeons. I'm seeing it in zones. Um PvP, you got people like, hey, I've never played this before. How do you play this? Um, it's happening often, and it's it just it just keeps picking up. Anyway, well, right. except in PvP though, in PvP, just call him Raffle Noob and then just ignore him and just do what you do. You got to kill. You what? don't have to be nice in PvP. What? What? <laughs> Sorry, I blacked out for a second. What oh. happened? Oh, nothing. Oh, we were talking about being nice. No, yeah, yeah, you're good. All right. So anyway, <laughs> when. <laughs> When viewing the zone guide from your activity finder, you can do... This is probably my favorite part. This kind of reminds me of SWOTOR in a way. Okay, follow me here. All right, so in activity finder, you can select the start zone story button to be directed to the zone's quest giver. If you've only completed half of the main quests in the zone, the button will state continue zone story. 
and follow you to continue right where you left off. After you've completed the zone's quest line, the button changes again to Explore Zone, placing new map indicators. Dude. Yeah. Dude. I like it. It, it, it tracks your progress and it pushes you in the, in the next direction you got ahead. Isn't this like... It, I, I, we're going to be taking our sweet time through this. It, it, isn't this like not the most perfect quality of life addition for a Elder Scrolls game? Because it's all about the lore. This is totally... They're holding your hand, which we need. I, st- I need it. Going through these zones, taking you through this, making sure you get every bit of story. Every bit of lore. And that's really that's what this game's about. This game isn't about leveling to 50 quick. This game isn't about just PvP. It's not just about raids. It's about getting out there and embracing the lore. Experiencing the zones. Because there are some very memorable stories that will stick with you after you Yes. Die. There are some absolute hidden gems. And especially with some of the lore, with a lot of the lore that we've covered... I've kind of always said that when we cover lore, we kind of hit, you know, the tip to maybe the midpoint of the iceberg. There's always more to dive into underneath the surface. And there's little hints of this stuff all over the place when you take the time to go through and you stop and smell the roses. And it's it's so immersing. And that's why it's... I don't mean to sound elitist when we talk about you know people that come in and just want to race to endgame. It's almost like it, it, it insults me because I feel like the work that's gone into this is so incredible that it, it's when somebody wants to do that, it's almost insulting to the developers. Like a developer loses their wings every time somebody just wants to power level. <laughs> Unless it's your 20th character, okay? I will say that. If it's your 20th character... We're talking if you're new. If you're brand new. Jibs or me. I think we're on 26 now. So, well, now, so now just a, just a quick mention in chat. Daxgar in chat says, I'm brand new to ESO and ran my first dungeon with guys from Lore Seekers about an hour ago. It was a great time. I was a bit nervous since, uh, since it was my first dungeon in game, but it went great. And then a whole bunch of welcomes. See what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. It's not, it's not just Lore Seekers. There's freaking awesome people everywhere in this game. Yep. We just happen to be, you know, a guild of some. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you had a great experience. That's that's what we're that's what we're trying to build. So just pass it along. Pass it along. Pay, was it? Pay it forward. There you go. Yeah. So Edwards continued, quote, If you're done with the quests, the Explore Zone button will then take you to the next item in the list in order. And it will eventually tell you how to find everything on the list except for Sky Shards and Lore Books. So he's saying, eventually tell you how to find everything. So are they going to keep updating this? Are they going to so. keep adding more? I sure hope so. But seriously yeah. though, like I'm going to say this time and time again, probably for months to come. I think this is probably the greatest add-on to a Elder Scrolls game ever because it's totally lore focused. It's totally um, um, quest driven. Um, you're going to literally get your entire ESO experience or your complete Elder Scrolls experience with this edition. So, next we've got Guild Trader UI update. Now, for those of you, if you're like me and you like to make all kinds of gold, if that's your if that's your shtick, and then 
You spend it about as quickly as you get it, kind of like I have this past week. Well, Bobby, I believe Weir is the way you pronounce it. Uh, ESO's lead UI designer said, quote, The goal with the Guild Trader UI update is to empower our players to find what they... I believe it's what they're is what they meant. What they're looking for in guild stores and be informed when making purchasing decisions. Goes on to say the biggest addition in terms of impact is the new ability to search by item name. Cash, remember when we were in San Francisco? And I uh, do. It was like two weeks ago. It's oh, pretty man. fresh in my memory. I know. So sweet. Sweet memories. Anyway, uh, we were talking with Rich and uh, you know, we were discussing the search bar ability. And right. uh he made the comment, "You'll never, you will never know how difficult it was to get something as simple sounding as a search bar into the Guild Trader UI. Like that took, I know we mentioned on previous episodes, it's the exact same thing, but it took some yeah. serious effort and time just to get that into that UI. I'm so glad. Exactly. And I think the, the point that we were trying to make the last time we addressed this was that there are tons of quality of life things that they want to add in to the game. But it's it's more of an undertaking than you would think it was with some of these things. So they literally have to look at that list of things that they want to do and pick a couple of things at a time and then work on them. And that, to me, makes plenty of sense. Yep. You know what I mean? So don't, you know, you have like 10 things that you'd love to see in this game to make it exactly how you want it to be. Maybe two or three of those they are considering, but they can only work on one at a time. So... Just be patient. The new Guild Store UI will do the following things. One, help you find what, you, what you're after by making suggestions as you input your search. Dude, I love that. Because there are so many people that rely, and me included, I rely heavily on the ESO sets add-on that pulls up. You can pull up in-game if you're on PC and show you every set in the game based off what you're searching for, and it finishes it for you. I love the fact that that's now going to be in the UI because... The, what was it, Awesome Guild Store, I think, add-on? That is can get so incredibly glitchy when you're trying to do that with the search. <laughs> so Dude, you are like, you're an add-on fiend. I love add-ons. In fact, with this update, with the zone thing, I'm going to try to change my add-ons a little bit more. I'm very minimalistic, and people watch our streams, they see that. They know that. But I want to make it more immersive somehow, so I'm going to look for... More immersive add-ons. Like I'm you gonna... know what they have? They have add-ons that transform your uh, game interface and UI so it looks like old school, like Morrowind or yeah, um... man. Oh, dude, that looks so cool. I'm gonna. I've seen a few of those one day. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a few of those. I use dark UI. I like dark UI a lot because it uh, it gives you that oh, yeah. simplistic feel. Absolutely. You know? Oh yeah. So, oh my god, we could get into a full-on add-on discussion. We should, I think Kyle we should totally do that sometime. We should. I think Kyle Dempster just had two full episodes on add-ons. I was like, dude. Oh, did he? <laughs> oh, yeah. And it makes total sense because it is a freaking rabbit hole. Oh, my gosh. That you can yeah. dive into. It's like the equivalent of watching a rabbit hole of YouTube videos. <laughs> I clearly did not put enough whiskey in this coffee. Mm, you should drink more. I should be slurring my words by now. It's your uh, fault. Uh, yeah. All right. So still, uh, this new Guild Store UI, it will uh, allow you to use all the Guild Store filters when searching for an item. It displays your recent searches. That's going to be nice, particularly when you're going from uh, Guild Trader to Guild Trader. And it adds a price per unit display and sorting option for when you're looking at stacks of items and need to make comparisons. Finally, 
In update 21, we'll see an update to guild trader categories, so they better reflect what the community looks for and trades. Did you just burp? I'm holding it back. I did good. Just let it go, buddy. No, We're I can't. amongst friends. No, it's good. I'm good. We're in the trust tree with the nest. We're in the trust tree. We're in the cave. Never leaves the cave. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, my, well my, my part's done. So It is. Oh, shoot, dude. It's ESO 101 time. It is ESO 101 time. Yeah, I'm just going to. I don't have a spell for ESO No, it's all right. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to take a step back, let you do your thing, and I'm going to listen. Yeah. I kind of just just extract the information, so I guess I guess the spell would sound like this. There, that, that I just that's extracted it? the information. Yeah, it's either that or for this particular one, it should be money, 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 <laughs> money. Okay, all right. Yeah, I so dig it. I I am not claiming we're doing our ESO one hundred and one tonight on uh, making gold at ESO. It's been a while since we've done an ESO one hundred and one. And I am just going to throw this out there real quick, just as a blanket statement. I am not an expert in making money in ESO at all. But what I am an expert in is paying attention to our guildies when I listen to them talking about how much money they make and what they're doing to do it. I'm more of just like a hop on, play, you know, I play as much as I possibly can, and then I sell. Or break down whatever I get. So if for as long as I've been playing this game, I got probably, you know, 1.5 mil. It's nothing compared to what a lot of these people are running around with. So I also don't spend that much money. See, Hrothgar and Chad has 7 mil. So I'm not one of those dudes. Um, he is, though. So <laughs> anyway, um, there's a lot of money to be to be made in this game. A ton of money can be made there's a lot of different ways to do it i would say if you're going to do any one of these methods that i end up talking about here find the one that works for you and stick to it and do it religiously you are going to make money guaranteed i just happen to not care that much about making a ton of money which is why i don't do it i just get in there and just play the game but i know that if i were to concentrate on a few of these for a while the money would start to flow in. So anyway, here's some tips. The first one, guild traders. Um, almost all ways to make gold in ESO revolve around the use of guild traders in some way or fashion. It's recommended that if you do not belong to one, get yourself into at least one trade guild. Um, although there's a lot of players out there that belong to several trade guilds. Um, some trade guilds will... Uh, require that you pay in. Some will require that you sell a certain amount uh, within a certain specified period of time in order to retain your membership within. Others are just like, nope, just pop in, sell what you want, and you know, take part in some of the guild raffles and stuff that we do. But anyway, get yourself into a trading guild. Each uh, trading guild that you belong to they have 30 slots for you to sell items if they have a trade vendor. If they are a guild trader, they are most likely going to have a guild vendor that they get on a weekly basis somewhere. So try to keep all 30 of these slots for sale items full at all times with goods to sell. If you can do that, it will be a revolving door of money coming in all the time. Granted, you know, you're selling things that are useful to other players, 
but that is going to maximize your exposure and your selling potential if you always have those 30 guilds or uh, uh, selling spots full. How many guild traders do you have? Like, I just have one. You just have one? Yes, and they're already chirping on me because I don't. Um, I'm at the bottom tier of sales. <laughs> and I'm like, then boot me. I don't care. Because most of the reason that I'm in my trade guild yeah. is because of easy travel. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because there's a ton of people in that guild, and pretty much anywhere I want to go ever, I just click on somebody and I'm gone. <laughs> I need to invite you. So. I've, I've, I had people reach out to me, invited me to a trade guild, no requirements. I need to get you in that one. I can invite you. I would really appreciate that because I'm I'm kind of getting chirped on in, in the other one, and I, I'm, I don't dig that. It's like, I'll sell when I want to sell, but they're probably right. I probably should be selling a little bit more. Jeez, my cat is like shaking everything. Come on, love. You need to stop shaking. You need to stop shaking. You need to stop selling those white gifts or glyphs. I'm not selling white glyphs. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Trading add-ons. A couple of really good add-ons to use if you do decide to become a trader. Uh, Master Merchant. It's uh, shortened by MM or Tamriel Trade Center TTC. Mm, good one. Um, often when you see somebody in chat asking for a price check, these are the two resources that the people are getting the information from, either uh, TTC or uh, Master Merchant. Another method is to buy low and sell high. If you have some of these trading add-ons, as I just mentioned, Master Merchant or Tamriel Trade Center, you can go out, spend a little time, and buy some items that are being sold for low, and then you can pick them up and turn around and sell them for either the right price or maybe a little bit higher, and you can make some money that way. Now, it does take some time it'll take turning over a lot of things like flipping a house right you know buy it low put some money into it and sell it you know for much higher than your bought. it's going to take some time to do it but you can definitely net a profit um, by doing this with enough items and you never know you might get lucky and find the person out there that really doesn't understand the market very well and all of a sudden you're buying something that's worth a ton of money for super cheap. Mm-hmm. It happens every day. You just got to be the one to find it and pick it up. So buy low, sell high is a really good one. Here's one that I'm pretty sure it was Hrothgar in our chat mentioned it about doing his writs and making almost 40K a day just doing writs on eight characters. It makes plenty of sense do your writs on all your characters every day. And you can net yourself some seriously good money. Especially if you have multiple characters. Um, you get them ready to do crafting. At level 6, you can go do the initial crafting quests in the faction's home city, whatever their faction's home city. Melanith and Danel Tonello, or D- Danel Teleno. We've already talked about these two before. They are the NPCs that are master craftsmen, and they can teach you about... Each one, they're super easy quests. You got to go get some resources, which you probably already have. Then you take those resources, you go make something. And then if it's one of the professions where you can break something down, then he he has you break it down. And then that's it. Quest is over. Once the quest is over, it unlocks you to be able to do those writs. So if you do this on all six, seven professions, the the only difference is the um, jewelry making one. Uh, jewelry crafting one you have to go to Somerset to get that one done. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you get all these unlocked, and then you can do writs on all those characters every single day, 
and make yourself some cash. Do you do your writs? Do you do daily writs on daily? I usually do one or two characters. One or two characters. I'm not doing every single character every day. Oh, power to you. I don't. I don't do a single one. So you're, you're definitely Maybe I should. You're definitely up there. Maybe I should. Better than me. Oh well, that's clear. Oh well. Just kidding. I love everybody. Okay, let's keep going. So, fun fact. I've talked about this one before. This is a must-have. Please do not delay. If you do writs, please pick up the add-on called Dolgabon's Lazy Writ Crafter. It is a lifesaver. Absolute game-changer when it comes to completing writs. Basically, what you do... You activate a crafting station, and if you have a writ for that station, say it's woodworking, and if you have the proper materials, once you click on the station, it automatically crafts every single one of those items for you within seconds, and then closes the interface. It's really handy. It's blazing fast, and you get you can get all of your writs on all of your or on one character. You can get all your writs done in about five minutes if you go back and forth. Now, the downside, it does not do provisioning. I don't know why. And it does not do um, enchanting. No, wait, I lied. It doesn't do provisioning and it doesn't do alchemy. You got to do those on your own. Hmm. Um, I don't know why it doesn't do those two, but it doesn't. Anyway, uh, but it's still totally worth it. So anyway, Dolgabons, that's D-U-L-G-U-B-O-N-S. Dolgabons, Lazy Writ Crafter. Do it now. Okay. Speaking of crafting. If your crafting skills are high enough, there are always players out there that are looking to commission gear and weapons from crafters, especially master crafters. So if, you're, uh, if your crafting skills are high enough, just keep an eye out for it, and you can help these people by fulfilling uh, their orders. It can be a very, very lucrative business, especially in the higher tiers, and it's easier when they provide their own mats. The problem is a lot of people don't know, uh, don't have the ability to provide their own mats, so obviously you, you'd probably be charging them a higher price because they're going to be coming out of your mats, and you might run out of those pretty quick. <laughs> so anyway... That could be a pretty uh, pretty lucrative deal. Here's another one. Thieving. This is a big money maker. Mm-hmm. So if you're a player who likes to sneak and steal, this is a great way to make coin in ESO. Um, a lot of people can make like 20 to 30K an hour using this method. There's tons of YouTube videos on it. Pickpocketing, killing NPCs, looting them, looting containers like cabinets, desks, wardrobes. Um it can become a regular form of income for you and your characters if you have certain passives unlocked. They're treasure hunting passives and stuff. Mm-hmm. You can have those unlocked. Um, and it makes this a lot easier, especially with, um, with when, you're, when you have the ability to sneak with your, um, when you're full vampire. You are not slowed down when you sneak. so much fun, especially all. on a magic like night blade. Fly. Yeah. So you can sneak around doing all kinds of TV stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, of course, you're going to want to max out the Thieves Guild because and, and uh, Ledger Domain because you can only sell a certain amount of stolen items per day. Mm-hmm. So if you grind those two out, you'll be able to, um, to sell the maximum amount per day. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, treasure hunting. This is just general questing. So in Tamriel, you will undoubtedly pick up rare loot from time to time. It just happens. A lot of that rare loot, especially like PvP loot that you get, can be resold. Um, treasure chests are a big money maker. Treasure maps and go pick up those treasure chests and you take that stuff and you sell it mm-hmm. because people will pay for it. Not just to wear, but people will pay for it to break it down. So it's a good way to do it. Like there's tons of people out there that will make a bunch of Nernhone gear, just white Nernhone gear and throw it on the auction house because people need to research Nernhone. They need to research all kinds of different traits. Yep. So you throw it on there. I'm doing it all the time for my crafter, looking up stuff. Oh, I still need to research that one. Oh, I still need to do that one. So you look it up on Tamriel Trade Center, and it tells you exactly where it's at, how long ago it was posted. You go to that location, you pick it up, and now you can... I purposely searched... uh, Yeah, here a Khajiit in the background. (laughs) I purposely um, started researching Nernhone on bow the other day on my uh, Bobo... uh, what elf? You know, our PvP ones. Dude, we need to get together and run those again. That being said. Um, and, dude, the white Nernhone bow is going for 10 to 12k. Ooh. I think it might have gotten ripped off. Ten, that's, no, that's <laughs> what it is. Did you pay for it? <laughs> yeah, I didn't care. It's pocket change. I usually pay about I usually pay about five grand for a Nernhone piece. Just a cheap Nernhone piece to um, research. Now you got me so, second guessing myself, and I thought well, you no. should you should look up you should look it up on the TTC right well, now, no. and then okay, all right, live in front of everybody okay. and get bummed out and get bummed out. Okay, I'm yeah. down for getting bummed out, burned. All right. Fun fact. Fun fact. Great way to make money is to craft or sell looted low level items infused with different traits for others to research, just as we just said. I feel You're vindicated it up because it's so important. I'm cutting you off. I'm feeling vindicated. It goes fishing for is also a lucrative a little- <laughs> way for you to loot exclusive motifs <laughs> that can be sold for quite a bit of coin. So don't discount fishing. The weekly trial. Complete the weekly trial each week. You get ten thousand gold as part of the reward. Hello, ten k, bro. It's a lot. Now, um, a lot of people just find routes and they just grind over and over and over and kill things. I did this in Nachilzilzilifting. What? That one place up in Vardenpel. And um, I did that for probably two straight nights and got all kinds of fat loots. So, that was pretty cool. I'm gonna go do that in Deshaun. I've 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 seen some things about Yeah. Deshaun. There's good overland sets in Deshaun. Yeah. Foshizi. Yeah. So that's a good that's a good spot to go. Another place, um, as I was just talking about it with niches and a little public dungeons. Public dungeons are great, specifically the ones with really good overland sets, and it's funny you said Deshaun because that's what was in my notes. Mother Sorrow is a really good one. To farm, you farm that gear and then throw it up on the auction house and people will buy that stuff. Um, humans and Imperials tend to drop a lot of gold, in the uh, specifically in public dungeons. 
And then bosses in public dungeons will drop valuable items like um, weapons and armor and set pieces. Uh, resource nodes are a big one. Like right now in Morrowind, all resource nodes are double. So it's a really good time to go farm. Actually, it's a, it's a terrible time to go farm Morrowind on <laughs> don't go PC. There. There's no one there. So don't go there. Uh, There's nobody there. Hardly it's any nodes. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, um, resource nodes are, are really um, good. Just get yourself a, a nice solid loop and just start cruising around, picking up all those things and then put them in stacks, sell them on the market. Um, PvP farming. We talked about this a little bit before. You can earn alliance points in PvP and then go buy gear on the gear vendors. Those are Most of them are bind on equip. Most of them. I'll, I'll cover one that's not. Um, most of them are bind on equip. So you can sell that stuff and people will buy it. Um, you can go to the golden vendor in Cyrodiil. Every weekend in Cyrodiil, there is a vendor called the golden vendor. She sells rare items like golden jewelry sets to you for money. And you can take that and throw it on the marketplace and sell it for tons of gold. Now, there is jewelry that you can buy from uh, the PvP vendors. They're, they cost 500k and they are bind on pickup. So you need to be very, very careful and glass over what you're buying and make sure it is not bind on pickup because once you have it in your inventory you are you're done it's yours it's bound cannot sell it don't make that mistake if you're trying to resell something okay dolmen farming some people say this is kind of tedious but if you do a few dolmens a day yeah it can definitely get tedious if you can do a few dolmens a day the purple jewelry that you can get from dolmens is very very popular and then the chest that you received after completing a dolmen, which basically, what's a dolmen? Molag balls, dark anchors. If you can complete those, those purple items can be sold on Guild Trader for some pretty decent coin, especially if they're good um, overland sets. Um, as a bonus, while you are grinding that out, you're going to level up your Fighter's Guild. You're going to gain champion points. I mean, you're going to do that with pretty much everything you do, but the Fighter's Guild is a really big one because you're fighting Daedra. Um, and that's what levels your fighter's guild. So you can either sell or deconstruct that stuff um, for crafting materials. So in short, I hope the guide kind of helped you. I hit on all the major points there. You can really go down the rabbit hole on oh my gosh, yeah. the vendors and how to use them and buying low, selling high. There is a complete economy and there's a scientific economy to this whole thing. Um, and there's tons of videos on YouTube about this that you can dive even more into than, you know, just listening to me talk about the very, very basics. So if you're looking to increase the amount of money going into elsewhere, pick one of these ways. And there's, there's an article. So by the time this comes up, by the time you're listening to this podcast tomorrow, there's going to be an article up that can refresh your memory on all these methods there you go. So, yep. That was good. I hope you liked it. Yeah, thank you. You did real good. You did real oh, good. Oh, thank you. You did real good. Thank you. Oh, goodness. All right, my friends. Well, it's that time. It's that time to wrap it up. 
Everybody, thank you all so much. This was the Lord Seekers Podcast. Thank you for your continued support, your continued listen listenership. I'm pretty sure it's not a word, but I made it one. Uh, seriously, we're getting ready to come up on our one-year anniversary for the show on March 2nd. We've got some special things planned. Lore Seekers, look out. Events are coming your way. We're going to have a big old party. Something's going to happen. Probably a naked, something naked going on in Stormhaven. I don't know. Wow, why does it always have to go to no clothes? <laughs> I, I really don't know. I don't have a good answer to that. But uh, anyway. Because it's fun? Because it's fun, yeah. It's fun to be floppy. Yeah. Oh, I will say this. Uh, there will be 50K available up for grabs for lore seekers to come out. Speaking uh, of money bags. But uh, anyway, so yeah, good things coming. So anyway, we hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you all for your support. Thank you all for continued listening. Uh, We want to hear from you. You know, if you enjoyed the show, and look, I know I I don't just use iTunes. I use other apps, you know. But if you are using iTunes and you like this show, please leave us a review. For every five-star review that we get on the show, we show you some love with a shout-out. And uh, we got one here. And this one, the first one we've ever gotten from this place, we got uh, Quasi-Philosophic from Lithuania. Yeah, thank you so much. Being a huge TES nerd myself, it is always a pleasure to spend a few hours with people who share my passion to the game. If you're, into T- uh, if you're into the Elder Scrolls and you just need a little more after you've played all of your quests and dungeons, Cash and Jibs are here from you. Love from Lithuania. That's awesome! Yeah, that's really cool. It's neat to know that yours and my terribly scratchy voices are all the way across the world in somebody's earbuds. I feel really bad for them, to be quite honest. (laughs) I do, too. Because, yeah, we suck. (laughs) We're terrible. But it's just really, it's neat. It's kind of scary to know that, you know, somebody's working and they got earbuds in or whatever and they're across should, the, the world and I should let you know what us. countries listen have listened to us and continue to listen to us. That'd really make, it's it's just neat. It's make you rock back and forth. Kind of. yeah, yeah, it's really cool. It is really cool. It helps me to suck less. So thank you for contributing to me <laughs> sucking less. Oh uh, well you can always call us seven six five three eight two sixty nine sixty one. We're getting a lot of emails lately, not so many voicemails. I want to hear more of your vocals. Send us a voicemail. Could you singing to cash? I think that'd be hilarious. Um, you, could, <laughs> you could email us lordseekerspodcast at gmail.com. Join our official guild. We're ever growing, ever expanding. Uh, visit lordseekerspodcast.com slash guild to learn more. Long story short, you read through the whole page, see if it's a good fit for you. you download Discord, join the server, apply by typing slash apply, and I reply to guild channel. Uh, you can listen to this show wherever podcasts are found. Wherever it's free, we'll be there. doesn't matter whatever it is you're using. Uh, but the list of few, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. I know a lot of people use Spotify to listen to us, so that's fun. And, uh, you know, after you're done here, there's other shows that are out there. And, um, you know, it'd be... We really want to represent the ESO podcast fam the best we possibly can. And so that being said, Elder Scrolls, Lorecast, welcome to the ESO podcast family. It's a brand new show, just debuted, I believe, Tuesday, earlier this week, if you're listening on Friday. So go check them out. Show them some love. Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Then you've got the Tennis Podcast, Tales of Tamriel, Elder Scrolls Off the Record, Sons of Sithis, and Written in Uncertainty. You can follow us on Twitter, 
<laughs> I said that was weird. I was going to talk to myself in third person. Anyway, myself at Jibs IRL, Cash at Lord Seeker Cash with a K, and the show at Lord Seeker Cat, Lord Seeker Cast, not Cash. Yep. Speaking Follow us on cash. Instagram. Yeah. Our Instagram's fun. They're fun. We're trying to make it fun, and uh, we're getting new followers every single day, and um, they're all. Just people in the community and stuff that are finding us. It's pretty cool. So anyway, follow us on Instagram, at Lore Seekers. And then make sure you support our Lore Seeker Gillies on Twitch. They're super fun people. MacAttack76, Lotus OD, 97 Bravo, Nara, Nara, Sultry Voice, Hyperpixie, Captain Balgosa, Joe Perites, Bearded Chegg, Esotech, The Fake Blue Lufa, and MacDie. And if I forgot anybody... Shoot me mail. Shoot me a message, Lore Seekers. Let me know. So we can shout you out on the show, and then we can come and support you when you go live. There you go. Well, thank you all for listening. We appreciate you. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Stay awesome. Stay safe. And as always, Cash. Dilly, dilly. It's a freaking cattery inside this room right now. It's a meowie, yeah, meowie. Yeah, I finish. I mean... <laughs> Deuces. Throw up the twos. After two months of preparation and planning, we had found him. He was alive. Shackled to the wall, wearing only a pair of linen breeches, he was gaunt, weak, and malnourished. But Wolven was alive. Thank the divines. Heels with heart tended to the former prisoner with sobs and healing poultices while we asked questions about what he had experienced during his capture. Our agents had secured the large open cavern. They stood at guard while we tended to Wolven. Dugan the bear, who had recognized us and simmered down, slumbered quietly at Wolven's side while we spoke. Wolven, who was severely weakened due to the poor treatment by his captors, had just recently mustered up enough strength to summon Dugan. The wild companion had stood watch over his master ever since. Wolven told quite the tale of his imprisonment. He spent most nights chained inside a dark cellar room. He was rarely fed or watered. For a time, he was regularly whipped or beat by Elkert's cronies in an attempt to extract information. They wanted to know where the reliquary was headed. Wolven never broke. But the punishment and lack of care nearly killed him, and it seemed we had gotten to him just in time. We knew it was going to be a chore getting him out of this cave system. He could walk, but he wasn't able to move with the speed he was quite accustomed to. We would assign one of our agents to assist him on the journey. Before we even made a decision, Manflesh, who had been chomping at the bit to see his friend, stepped past us and embraced Wolven in a big orcish hips-in hug. (coughs) Wolven was in such a tight embrace, his feet left the ground. Easy, big guy. It's good to see you, too. And thank you. Thank you both. Wolven squeaked, nearly absent of breath, nodding to both Manflesh and Eagle. He seemed to know about what they had done for him, risking their own skins to contact the reliquary. 
Manflesh set Wolven down and patted him on the head with a huge hand, which prompted Wolven to sit and rest. Manflesh then looked at Jibs and Cash and crossed his arms across his puffed-out chest as if he wasn't going to leave Wolven's side. Cash and Jibs looked at each other and nodded. Perfect, I said. Flesh, Eagle, you're both on Wolven detail. Don't leave his side. With a nod in unison from Eagle and Manflesh, Jibs and I could remove any worry regarding Wolven's behalf and focus on getting our agents back out of this hellish cave system alive. You're in good hands now, Wolven, Jibs said with emotion. We've got you. Thank you for coming for me, guys, really. I can only imagine what you faced to get me. I'll never forget it. Wolven replied with a look of seriousness on his dry and wrinkled face. You'd have done it for us, Wolven. Coming for you was never a question. But these two here... I gestured over to Eagle and Manflesh. They are the reason we found you. Wolven looked up toward the two former Abaz collectors and nodded curtly. Again. Thank you, he said. It was never... A loud boom shook the very foundation of the cavern. Everyone braced something near them to gather their balance as they looked around with a start. Dust was falling from every corner of the cave as the old rickety wooden structures within shifted from the blast. Flesh, eagle, stay here with Wolven. Jibs barked as the rest of us shuffled out of the wooden cell into the main cavern. Our agents, shaken from the blast, did their best to regain their composure and ready their weapons. As we emerged, we could see a large cloud of dust and debris on the far end of the cavern. Before the dust cleared, soldiers dressed in light to medium armor began to filter in through the opening, weapons at the ready. But they weren't attacking. At least 30 soldiers formed a line along the cave's wall. Archers and stave-wielding magic users covered the corners while the melee warriors covered the front, weapons unsheathed and in battle stances. They appeared to be waiting for something. And then he appeared laughing. Portly and confident, Elker Basram himself emerged from the gaping hole in the cavern's wall. Wearing the most lavish, untested leather battle armor I'd ever seen, Elker was surrounded by four sinister-looking swordsmen, no doubt his personal guard. The mere sight of Elker, after all of these months, had brought mixed feelings of poisonous rage and awe at the same time. Before we could even gather our thoughts, he spoke. Like rats to a wedge of cheese, the trap is sprung. And here you wriggle, he spewed. He was right. He had outsmarted us again, led us right into his clutches. But we'd have to save that for the debrief, if we ever even made it to one. You're outclassed, Elker. You might as well slither back into your hole with your Girl Scouts because you're not going to win, Jibs threatened. You're going to die. I lashed at Elker, eyes fixated on him, my staff at the ready. I felt the rage beginning to swell. All these months, the conflict and the trouble he'd caused, all for what? He'd uprooted our lives, interrupted our business, sent us on the run, captured our friend, and what's worse murdered one of our agents. This would end now. 
So scathing, Lore Seeker Cash. How is your Yokudan friend there? He looks a little worse for wear, Elker mused. You're going to die. I repeated without breaking my gaze at Elker. I saw nothing but Elker Bazram. My tunnel vision focused on nothing but him. Visions of his life's blood exiting his body as he screamed in agony. I was fixated. I felt a hand on my shoulder and it broke my stare. It was Jibs. Take a breath, brother. We do this as a team. Somehow, it broke my rage and allowed me to think. I gathered my focus and flashed a side glance at Jibs. Copy that, brother. But you know he's going to die, right? I Jibs cracked a smile from the corner of his mouth. Enough! Elker spat. Kill them! Kill them all! He commanded. The fight was on. The distance was closed by both sides. Battle cries echoed in the chamber as warriors met each other with loud clangs of steel and the bellows of battle. The close quarters fighting made things difficult for our archers, so many of them loosed initial shots, then transitioned to swords or daggers. Mages remained at range and targeted enemies with bolts of lightning or fire. Heels with heart. Proudly stood atop a boulder and was a beacon in the darkness. His white robes glowed with brightness. His voice chanted and his hands writhed through the air as he channeled spell after spell, bringing a refreshing, full feeling to our hearts as we fought. We were well matched. Elker's forces were well trained and disciplined. But so was the reliquary. Elker himself was a master wizard, and his spells were aimed with precision. Had our agents not been so nimble and aware, he would have most certainly struck a few down in the initial barrage. But we were holding our own. We were so equally matched, something had to be done to turn the balance of battle. Once again, Elker beat us to the punch. Jibs and I witnessed him close his eyes and begin to speak in a low tone. His arms began to whirl in wide circles parallel to the ground in the midst of battle. His head was pointed down as if he were directing the words into the dirt below him. He finished with a slow upward motion of his hands and to our surprise, the moist soil at his feet began to crumble. From the ground, a grayish-blue flesh Atronach emerged, clogs of mud falling from his dead skin as he arose, standing twice as tall as Elker himself. It couldn't be. He couldn't be. Elker Bazram was a freaking necromancer? You've got to be shitting me, Jib said with a straight face. What a douche, I followed. The fleshy contract stared down at Elker, unmoving until he was commanded. Eat, my pet, eat, Elker said as he pointed a gesture towards our warriors. That was the push that Elker's warriors needed. The flesh Atronach, with limbs held together by oversized sutures and rudimentary hinges screwed into bone, began to ravage the battlefield. Picking our agents at random, his wide swipes would knock them several feet into the air. Landing hard, our agents were stunned and getting overwhelmed. 
all warriors on this compact battlefield stopped fighting each other and focused on the massive Atronach. A couple of our swordsmen made valiant attempts to close the distance to the conjured beast and inflicted precise sword blows to his abdomen. But the construct was undead, and it did no damage other than to slice into its dead flesh. Our agents began to reposition and give the beast distance, lest they would be caught in his wide swing and reduced to flying flesh. One of our agents, however, was not fast enough. A Nord fighter, rolling to avoid the Atronach's swipe, was caught on his feet by the beast's huge hand, sending the fighter into a mid-air spin. Landing hard, the Nord hit his head on the cave's wall, knocking him unconscious. Seeing his success, the Atronach lurched toward the helpless Nord and picked up his body before we could react. As if he were tossing a ragdoll, the beastly Contruck swung the unconscious Nord by his feet into the cave wall with force. The cracking and crunching of bone could be heard as he did it again and again. After the third bone-crunching smash, the Atronach dropped the Nord to the ground where he lay dead. Witnessing this, our agents were stunned. Another? Something needed to be done now, or this conjured beast would quickly turn the tables even more. The Atronach, celebrating his success, let out a bellowing yell that echoed off the cavern's walls. His massive chest heaved as he relentlessly searched for another target. Just then, the Atronach's head jerked back violently. He wobbled, tried to regain his balance, his arms waving as gravity took hold. He fell back to the cave floor with an earth-trembling thump. Two daggers embedded in his eyes sunk to the hilts. The fleshy beast did not move again. The battlefield again was stunned. Seemingly all of the warriors present looked in the direction of the daggers and where they had originated. Deftly perched in a squatting position atop a railing above was Naraya, the Kajidi assassin from Woodhearth. She winked at us and in an instant leaped backwards into the shadows. That was the break we needed. While everyone glared into the darkness, wondering who the assassin was and where she had gone, our agents refocused on their closest opponents. Jibs and I, knowing the opposing sides had separated during the Atronach's tirade, quickly channeled area of effect spells onto Bazram's soldiers, setting them off balance as surges of electricity flowed into their bodies. Stunned and trying to regain their composure, our agents descended upon them. Enraged and emboldened, the reliquary hit their stride. Rolling back into melee range, powerful swings of two-handers, precision jabs of daggers, and pulsing waves of heavy stave attacks set the enemy back on their heels. Arrows flew from our silent assassin above, striking combatants in the head, neck, and chest. We had overtaken control of the arena. Bazram, seeing his warriors begin to fall, turned around and started to flee back into the dark hole where he had originally explosively emerged. Out of our reach, 
Jibs and I set after him, fearful of losing him into the winding cave system. But the sound of chains echoed from our right, as Cornelius, a Breton dragon knight, cast his fiery grip onto Basram's chunky midsection, yanking him back violently into the cavern. Elker Basram landed at our feet. Nice pull, Corn, I celebrated. Lying on his back, writhing in the muck, Jibs quickly delivered a bone-crushing knee to Basram's midsection as it smoked from Cornelius' chains. Ugh! Basram chorted with the impact. He tried to roll and escape, but he was quickly pounced upon and held down by two of our agents. As he lay there helpless, the rest of the battlefield continued to clink and clank. The sound of death rattled all around as our agents who had clearly gained battlefield advantage, began to finish those who still opposed us or subdue and capture those who had wisely decided to surrender. As the scene wound down in adrenaline, the focus returned to Elker, still writhing on the ground. Jibs and I, and a majority of the agents who weren't busy taking surrendering combatants into custody, stood over Elker Basra. The maliciously evil crime lord and necromancer was finally at our mercy. You haven't won, you wretches, he spited. My soldiers are loyal. No, we're not, a voice retorted from across the cavern from a captured Abaz collector. They'll find me. They'll release me. No, we won't, another voice mused from a distant prisoner. It seems you don't run a very tight family crime syndicate, eh, Elker? Jib said with a chuckle. I will escape. You can't harm me. Elker bellowed loudly. I will turn the tables. I will kill all. In the midst of his sentence, a blur of flesh blazed past us as Wolven the Warden descended upon Elker, bearing a short sword deep into his chest. The crowded circle around Elker widened as agents processed what had just happened. You won't kill anyone ever again, you piece of shit. Wolven finished as he sunk back to the floor, weakened, two agents catching him before he fell. Choking and coughing, Elker, with a surprised look on his face, chorted, I hope you die! I hope you all In that instant, Dugan the Bear burst into the circle, harmlessly knocking two reliquary agents to the side as he went for Elker. Amazingly, Elker Basram's entire head was inside the gaping maw of a bear. With a single jerk of the bear's head, Elker's own talking head was snapped from his shoulders and tossed aside. The bear, with its mouth furge ripping Elker's blood, snorted, walked back to Wolven's side, and plopped down next to him, nuzzling his huge head under Wolven's hand for a pat. Guess he was sick of his mouth, too. Wolven chuckled. We all were, I replied. It didn't take long to gather ourselves, our equipment, and our thoughts. Thankful we had Wolven and Elker Bazram was no longer a threat, we ascended out of the cave. It was a pretty good bet that the hole the Abbas collectors blew in the cavern wall would lead to daylight. And it did. It was pretty clear that with Elker's death, his cronies had no direction, no leadership. 
The surviving prisoners were turned over to the local guard in Hughesbane with the charge of attempting to take the lives of a band of traveling treasure hunters and leading an illegal slaving operation. Naraya's contacts in the city would see to it. They likely wouldn't see the light of day for a long, long time. With the information we provided, Abba's collectors was systematically deconstructed through a series of raids by the city guard on any cells that were dumb enough to try and remain in business, despite Elker's untimely death. They would not be an issue for the reliquary ever again. And what's more, we had a new port for business of our own. We made our way back to the grotto with a sense of pride in our agents, but we also grieved. The tone was somber. We had lost two of our own. Their bodies wrapped in linens and transported with us in a mining cart. They would see the respect of a proper funeral pyre. Their deaths brought upon a sense of responsibility to both Jibs and I. We struggled with it. We knew that what we had built had caused it. Despite our agents knowing up front what they might face, including their death, I couldn't help but wonder if it was all worth it. As our group of famished warriors descended the final hill to the beach, where the entrance of our coastal base of operations was waiting, Jibs and I shared a moment. We did it, Jibs. I mean, we all did it. But can you believe it? I said to my friend. We did, and no, I can't believe it. But I'm contemplating picking a less dangerous line of work. Two of our friends, Cash. They're gone, Jibs lamented. I answered, I know, brother. It's tearing at me. These are our friends, and we're putting them in danger. Is it worth it? For relics? For money? The descent down the hill suddenly went silent. Jibs and I both noticed it and stopped in our tracks. We turned around to see the entire column of agents behind us halted and staring at us, with concerned looks on their face. Wolven, who was being transported in a mining cart, was sitting up, glaring at us with his head cocked to one side. Really, ladies? Why don't you quit your sniveling and buck up? Shit happens. We all knew what we signed up for, and we'd do it again. Wolven snapped, bringing us both back into focus. Jibs and I looked at one another, surprised. Smiling, Jibs looked at me, then at our agents, then back at me. Well, looks like we need to find a new treasure to steal, huh?